Hi, this is Bob Papa, voice of the New York football giants. And this is the Big Blue UK and Ireland podcast. Go get them, guys. That's enough for that. Now we're going to move on to uh, the main event, talking about free agency. Like I said, we've got a lot to get through um, this evening. Um, we're only three weeks away from the free agency window opening, um, and teams are able to now place a franchise tag on um, whoever they want to keep. Um, since yesterday, uh, we thought it was a good idea and good time to uh, look closer at some of the players um, Big Blue might be targeting over the next sort of month or so. Um, we've got eight positions of need. Well, we've determined we've got eight positions of need uh, with the remaining three not being as important, but, you know, there's no, there's no harm in picking up a, a bargain or two to, to add some depth to the team as well. Uh, we've based our selections loosely, very loosely, um, off of the top 150 free agents as published by Pro Football Focus, uh, with a few names outside of that list also being picked. Um, positions of need that we've determined are receiver, quarterback, uh, tackle, edge, running back corner, interior offensive line, and safety as well. And that's the order we'll be running through them. Uh, three of us have picked each position, and we'll take it in turns to pitch a certain player in each one of those units. Uh, and then the person who hasn't pitched will make the decision on which one they'd prefer to take. Does that make sense? That sounds about right, yeah? Affirmative. <laughs> Get in. Um I made sense of it then. Perfect. All right. So um, we've got receivers up first. Uh, as I said, Kev, you're into the den first. Who are you picking? Right. I've kind of picked this player more so on who I think is the best fit for the Giants, regardless of kind of money asking for stuff like that. Uh, later on, I will be picking more sort of like realistic options. Um, I don't really think a, a top, top wide receiver with that type of money uh, is something that we'll be looking at. I think that's the draft. But if I had to choose one of these players, I'm going to go for Michael Pittman, uh, wide receiver who played for the Colts. Um, he's a 26-year-old, former USC wideout. He was drafted by the Colts in the second round in 2020. Uh, Pittman has become the Colts' best receiver, uh, totaling 336 catches for 3,662 yards, 11 yards per catch at 71.2% reception rate and 15 touchdowns. I mean, his 3,600-plus yards... Uh, is good enough for 21st among all wide receivers during that time span. Um, he also mostly stayed healthy, playing no less than 16 games in each season. Now, this past season, uh, it was the stick statistically, thank you very much, Pittman's best season, where he had over 100 catches, 109 receptions for uh, 1,152 yards, a 72.7% uh, reception, uh, 518 yards after the catch being career all career highs um, to show you just how important Pittman was to the Colts last season just look at the week 16 game against the Falcons which he missed Minshew threw for only 200 yards zero touchdowns and one interception and the, the most receptions uh, most reception yards that, that day was by tight end Grayson he had 62 yards on five completions now the cost 
Um, the projected annual salary, according to Spotrack, um, would be $22.7 million on a four-year contract. Now, it's kind of comparable to the three-year deal DK Metcalf, Metcalf got in 2022. Um, but you can kind of structure it so it wouldn't be you get probably 14 to 16 million in year one. You wouldn't necessarily have 22 million on the books for the first year. You could spread it out over the course of the, of the deal. And I just think he's one of those players that, you know, he's got good height. He's got good pace. You know, he runs good routes. Just kind of a really good all-round player. And it's someone who I can only dream of to be on the on the team, to be honest. Cool. So another Colts receiver. Yes, Kev, Kev, Kev trying to go two for two on drafting Colts receivers, uh, hoping that this one will be better. Um, and I'll be going yeah. for one next year as well. <laughs> the old trifecta, yeah. <laughs> right. So um, I've gone for a slightly different receiver, um, one that Mr. Dable knows quite well. Uh, I've gone for Gabe Davis uh, from the Bills. Davis has been at the Bills since he was drafted in 2020. Uh, as I said, as a player, Dable knows well after being his offensive coordinator for his first two seasons in the league. Uh, he's another receiver who, uh, like Pittman, over six foot and known for being someone who, who doesn't shy away from a contested catch. Uh, Davis has 185 receptions for 3,203 yards, 33 touchdowns and a yards per reception of 17.3 yards. Uh, don't expect him to be a constant threat after the catch, though his yearly average is around about 3.5 yards yak. Uh, last year, he played a high number of snaps, but really failed to shine in the passing game due to a lack of separation and targets from quarterback Josh Allen. 78 targets for 28 less than 2022 due to the emergence of rookie tight end Kincaid as well. But though he only had 11 less catches on the season. Uh, one area he was used heavily in was run blocking, but that was more down to the fact that he was the Bills' best option as opposed to it actually being a strength of his. Now, cost-wise, after a challenging final year of his contract uh, with the Bills, PFF have projected him to get a one-year prove-it kind of deal, uh, sitting around the $12 million per year mark. Um, however, on the other hand, uh, Spotrac are predicting a four-year deal at around 13.6. I'll take myself off mute. Interesting. Gabe Davis. Nice. Uh, Shane, who you got? Yeah, so I think this is, um, of all the players that I picked, this was the one where I decided to sort of make sure all the money got spent because, you know, it's, it's a big position I need. Um, so I've gone for Calvin Ridley. Um, you know, he's a bit of a revelation in his first few years in the league. He's had 3,061 yards, 26 touchdowns. Um, I mean, 2021 saw Ridley play in the first four weeks before he didn't travel to London in week five. He returned for one game after the boy and then announced he was stepping away for mental health reasons. Um, later on, he would be suspended till the conclusion of the 2022 season due to betting. Um, in November of 2022, the Jags traded for Ridley um, from Atlanta, knowing he couldn't play until the season just gone 2023 season. Now, if you look at his 2023, he had a pretty good season. He had uh, 101 yards and a touchdown on eight receptions in week one. The rest of the season, he was kind of hit and miss, but he still went over 1,000 yards, uh, 1,016 yards in total with eight touchdowns. He had four games where he went for over 100 yards as well. Um, and it was only the second time that he's finished um, 
with over 1,000 yards. In regards to his cost, um, PFF is projecting a three-year, 17 million average contract. Uh, hopefully, he's not going to use that for any gambling if he does get his contracts. <laughs> a little bit awkward. Um, yeah, you know, that, that's where I decided to sort of spend the, the bulk of the money. I, I was a massive Calvin Ridley fan coming out. I think he was really, really underrated um, at Atlanta. And, you know, I think Jags made a great bit of business by trading for him, to be honest, a couple of seasons ago. Yeah, he was, uh, he was very excited when he came to the league. Um, it's a shame, obviously, he's, he's had his issues off the field. Um, but on the field, he's, he's an absolute baller. Um, obviously, it's down to me to pick. Um, Colts receivers don't do it for me. <laughs> as much as much as I think Pittman is a very very good receiver, I mean, look how Paris Campbell turned out. Um, and I think since like the likes of Marvin Harrison, Reggie Wayne, sort of back with uh, back when Peyton Manning was quarterback at the Colts, um, I've not really rated a Colts receiver highly enough. I'd like to see them on the team. Um, I think that being said, his numbers from last year are ultra impressive. Um, been always targeted at least five times in each game, posted some great catch percentages as well. Adding the fact he's going to be 27 when he starts the season, so he's still going to be sort of his prime age for a number one receiver. Um, it definitely makes him an exciting option. I think cost wise, might be a little bit too expensive with the amount of cap room we've got but like you said you could potentially move some of that money into further years obviously with the with the salary cap always ever increasing uh gabe davis that sort of giant bills link continues so i'm not really surprised to see him on the list we're looking at potential wide receiver one unless we explore that option in the draft um with the big names that will probably be available for us at six. I like the fact he's good in run blocking. He'll be 25 when the season starts um, and he's worked with Dave before, so he'll know his capabilities. The problem with Gabe Davis, I find he can be very boom or bust. Um, there's been four games last season he's held without a catch and he only recorded more than 75 yards receiving in five out of 17 games. Um, so his number might be a little bit high for a prove-it deal, but is an interesting option as well. Calvin Ridley, I'm ruling him out because he wears number zero. I'm joking. Um, his first year, his first two years in the league were all very impressive. Like I said, the off-field problems, obviously, Grantley took the break away from the league because of uh, mental health and I'm all for that. And yeah, he wanted to get himself right. No problem at all. It's just that sort of the the whole suspension thing is is it's not great. And does he fit that smart, tough, dependable mantra that that Dave's is looking for? Yes, he might be tough. Yes, he may be dependable. But was he particularly smart in getting himself suspended? Yeah, he might have turned a new leaf now, and he might be sort of onto a, you know, clean slate now. But it, those sort of previous issues could potentially rear their head again. The past season, though, he had an impressive season. Um, he had only one game where he didn't break single digits in terms of receiving yards. Um, but his 56% catch rate is a little bit of a concern. He'll always be 30 by the time the season comes around too. So is it a quite a risk to pay someone of his age that sort of money when he's had troubles in the past, potentially? Um, I think if we had more cap space, personally, I'd be on up Mike Evans. But 
that's that's just me. The fact that Mike Evans has had ten consecutive thousand yard seasons, I mean, it's a no brainer. But yeah, he's he's going to be way too expensive for us. Um, just like I think Pittman's going to be too expensive for us. So I'm ruling out Michael Pittman as much as I like him. Um, between Davis and Ridley. <laughs> If you're ruling out Pittman, you're not breaking the bank for Ridley. Between Davis and Ridley. Gabe Davis edges it. Um, he's younger, he's cheaper, and he's familiar with Dave's, which can only be a good thing. There you go. Gabe Davis for me. Um, nice. To be honest, right. he's he's a, out of the three, I, he would be my preferred choice as well, to be honest. With the current situation. Yeah, potentially. Um, all right, that's my decision. So, like it or lump it. Um, quarterbacks, producer Craig, over to you. Is this a uh, controversial start of maybe some in-division kind of uh, shenanigans from me here? But um, I've gone for a bit of brisket to start things off here. A bit of Jacoby Brissett. Uh, firmly like in... <laughs> firmly in that veteran stock gap bracket now as well as a pro uh probably be looking for his fifth team in as many years surprisingly if you look at his offensive pff grade though it's slowly improved year on year though some years have had considerably less snaps than than others uh in his eight years in the league he's thrown 981 times for 10,574 yards 51 touchdowns and 23 interceptions uh now last season he had a brief three snap no throw cameo in week 13 um and then he went back to the bench uh and wouldn't see the field again until he replaced Howell for the fourth quarter in week 14 um, and then again in halfway through the third quarter in, in week 15. Now, during Howe's benching, Jacoby would throw 23 times, completing 18 of them for 224 yards and three touchdowns. But unfortunately, he would suffer a hamstring injury in practice uh, between weeks 15 and 16 that kind of ended his season and ended any kind of cameo or audition that he would have had for other teams. Now, Brissett is a solid backup option and more than capable than coming in if needed, but due to that being his kind of pigeonhole now, um, his projected kind of $6.5 million PFF price is kind of one of the higher backups. And considering we're pushing away from Tyrod because of being a higher backup, that could be a sticking point. Over to Shane for his pick. Yeah, so, um, I, I mean, I'll be honest with you, I didn't really want to pick a quarterback here. I thought they were all shit, but, you know, that's, that's another conversation. Um, is that well, your went, technical terms, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Say, say what you think. Um, yeah, so Owen here had controversial one, Sam Darnold. Um, well, five quarterbacks were took in 2018 in round one. Sam Darnold's the only one who's got a ring. That's a fact. Just really spinning a fact there. Look, he's got that one before fact, Martin, right, yeah. He's got one before Josh Allen. He's got one before Baker Mayfield. Uh, Josh Rose will be well talk about. Um, but now the reason I went for um, Sam Darnold is, I think when you look at the disaster um, our baby brothers are having at quarterback position, they don't do very well with quarterbacks. So I think it's harsh to judge Sam Darnold based on his time with the Jets. And again, you could say the same for Carolina, but, you know, look what they just did with uh, Young this past off season, you know, he, he, this past season, even, sorry. Um, 
So I think, you know, he's had a couple of tough landing spots with, with the Jets and with, with the Panthers. Um, and this past season, he, you know, he stepped onto the field for 46 attempts. Um, he had decent arm strength and accuracy and he finished with 297 yards, two touchdowns and one interception. Now, the main reason why I went for Sam Darnold is, like I say, I think all the quarterbacks in free agency are shipped this year and I don't want to spend the money that's going to be required on him. So I think you get Sam Darnold quite cheap, which is the mantra for the Giants at the minute, you know. And plus, don't be funny. Why do we want to go spend loads of money on a quarterback? Daniel Jones gets injured as per, and then we get a quarterback that wins us four games. That means meaningless. So then we end up pick six to ten again. We're not going to get another draft. We're not going to get a rookie quarterback in the following year, am we? So we don't want to spend loads of money on a, a really good backup. So just get someone in who's going to be cheap. PFF and Sport Track ain't even got Sam Darnold on there. Um, but one year, five million would be probably what it costs to get him. Cheap, sort of like. Um, I've gone for someone maybe not so cheap, um, but someone's been in in the limelight for a few years now, and that's uh, that's Gardner Gardner Minshew. Um, Minshew Look mania. At Look at that. Yeah, Minshew mania was the talk of the uh, the, the NFL throughout the twenty nineteen season, having been drafted one hundred seventy eighth overall in twenty nineteen. Um, Following Nick Foles' injury in week one, he was thrust into the limelight um, for the Jags and what was a tough two seasons. Um, but the uh, impressive start he had in his rookie year was overshadowed by his pretty dire second injury-affected season. Um, that led to him being traded to Philadelphia for a, a conditional sixth-round pick in 21, um, where he filled in for Jalen Hurts when he was out injured. And then he finally signed a one-year deal with the Colts last off-season. Last year, obviously, with Anthony Richardson, um, the uh, the rookie in, in Indy, um, and being named starting quarterback, it looked like he would be playing back up again. But what followed was obviously an injury-ravaged season for Anthony Richardson, um, and it paved the way for Minchie to to pick up from where he began in, in Jacksonville and led the Colts to a 9-8 and record, so, which is quite impressive. Um, and they only narrowly missed out in the postseason. 305 completions for 3,305 yards were both career highs. Completion percentage was 62.2%, throwing 15 touchdowns, only nine interceptions in 17 games and 9.7 yards per attempt. Um, you know, the stats in 2023 are only going to boost his free agency value. It's like that he, his contract will want to sign a longer deal than he did in Indy. Um, projections at 5.3 million a year over two years, up to 8.75 million over two years. PFF, um, so might be a bit more expensive for potentially a backup quarterback. I just want to kind of point out before Kev makes his opinion that we are not being very well thought of in the comments right now. <laughs> I think I'd rather bring back Tyra than sign any of those three. Not going to lie, I wouldn't take any of them, especially with the upcoming draft class. And I mean, ship is another one. We could. <laughs> Cheap and shit. That's it, Kieran. Three words to describe that's, our selections. That's Sam Donald all over, isn't it? Cheap and shit. Ja- Jamie's on the Minshew Mania train. <laughs> come on. Come on, Jamie. Get on the and Minshew bus. Shane, there's been a question for you. Um, have you have you boarded the tank train already? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, all I'm going to say is if you get your tickets earlier, you get a discount. Say, have you even got off the train? <laughs> oh, mate, I'm, I'm, I'm leaving on the train at the minute. Conductor. It's like a um, sleeper train for me. I'm just on it. Love it. Love it. All right, Kev, who's our next backup quarterback? Brisket, Darnold or Minshew? Well, like, 
I mean, I must admit, the old Gardner Minshew mania was fun, like seeing him play um, just those flowing locks and some of his attire. Um, I think, like, you know, it just might be a bit um, too much of a, a show um, for us to, to, to sign. Um, I think with Sam Darnold as well, I, you know, I mean, if said back in the day, there was people talking about us taking Sam Darnold over Saquon Barkley. And um, when that happens, imagine having the second and third round picks from that draft. I mean, it's just crazy. Although I do think it's a solid option. Uh, but for me, it it has to be. It's an, quite an easy decision. I mean, Jacoby Brissett, you know, he's 31 when the, the, the year starts. He's just been, like, as a solid backup, never really contending. He can do enough to win you some games. Uh, was it? He spent four years at, uh, in, uh, at the Colts as well, before Miami, Cleveland, uh, and Washington. Um, I just think he's a type of player to come in be able to see you through games if needs be. Uh, you may even need him to start the first game of the season, depending how Jones's um, injury um, recovery goes and how we get on the draft selecting um, QBs. I think uh, Holty's saying there, what about Tannehill? Um, I think Tannehill might be looking for a job where he could be like a like a starting, like really like on that thing of almost starting, as in like really challenging um, in, in, in camp. So I don't think he'd be quite an option for us. Whereas I think someone like Brissett, you know, he's had that career where he has been a solid, solid backup, been able to win games. Um, and it's going to be quite, he'll understand his role if, if we, if we did sign him. Well, look at that producer Craig's two for two. That's, that's, that's nothing to be proud of. I'm going to be totally. <laughs> <laughs> You're absolutely uh, proud of it. It's fine. Hey, you can, hey, you can admit Kev, you can choose players that didn't play for the Colts, you know. We, we, I, we I, have all play. <laughs> I want Quentin Nelson, lads, as well. I want I want that big left guard to mull people over. I want them all. So what we're saying is, is that the coaching staff are going Titans and Kev's going Colts. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. So, sounds, we're onto a winner, right? We're onto a winner. 